Welcome to my Conservative Woman podcast, where I talk about hard-hitting topics such as feminism, left-wing media, and politics. For as long as I am able, I will continue to speak truth, I will urge for true justice, and I will proclaim freedom. I am the Conservative Woman. Enjoy or be triggered. Race in America, the truth. So this is a slightly edited version I had of a previous podcast that I have done. I've just edited a few things for clarity. So I was attempting to write my about section and I realized I was getting myself on a tangent about race. See, I grew up somewhat differently than most people. I was homeschooled for the better part of my life, for one, and I also come from a predominantly military family. I've always considered these to be the key reasons why I've been different all my life. But to send the point home, and what this whole podcast is about, is that I am not a racist. If I am, then everyone is, and I think that's the point. Liberals like to toss around racist like it's the new N-word. It's synonymous with being white, as if white people are the only ones with biases. And now if you believe current media and politicians, every single white person is a racist and oppresses the minorities, particularly black people. This entire paragraph is insane. So let's get into it. Racism is literally defined as a practice of racial discrimination, segregation, etc. One, the practice of That means someone is actively discriminating against a particular race. It's not subconscious. It's putting into practice racial ideologies like the KKK or, let's be honest, BLM and CRT. Worse, bigotries are defined as one who holds blindly and intolerantly to a particular creed, opinion, etc. Now, I don't know about you, but I neither practice racial discrimination nor am I intolerant. Now, another important definitive phrase is prejudice. It is a one, a preconceived, usually unfavorable idea, two, an opinion held in disregard for the facts that contradicted bias, or three, intolerance or hatred of other races, etc. Again, I don't hate nor am I intolerant of black people and I love facts. So what does this mean? It means racism, bigotry, and prejudice have been misaligned by the left to mean anything they want it to mean. You have success. Racist. You have white skin. Racist. You are a circular building in the Capitol. Racist. Seriously, that's a thing. Apparently math, such as 2 plus 2, is also racist. Now, my biggest prejudice, and this is just my opinion is that I believe Black people have forgotten how amazing they can be because they are in a rut, a Marxist-created rut. As I've recently learned, one of the key ways Marxists work their magic is to first create problems, like ghettos. Ghettos immediately ring in a feeling of hopelessness, desperation, crime, fear, racism. Marxists, I personally believe, have fed this monster for years creating a hopelessness and a void that they knew would need to be filled with something, their something, their cause. By forcing this hopelessness into these communities, they eventually started to feed themselves. And the problems that thrive now in ghettos are self-sufficient. Now, Marxists, 
under the guise of BLM and politicians, are starting to fill that void they created with the Marxist movement. Riots, anger, blame. And now they feel they have the support they need to continue their cause. Because as they rewrite history in classrooms, they control the narratives and movies and TV, they can convince Black people that it wasn't them, the Democratic Marxist, in the first place who created these problems. It wasn't them, Democrats, who were for segregation in the first place. And it wasn't them who made life miserable in these areas with abortion centers on every corner. Black people who live in these ghettos, they feel like war zones with gangs and they feel stuck in that life. And nothing of the narrative by the BLM gives them any hope of anything different. In fact, with critical race theory, it says that black people will always be victimized. They don't have a choice in this matter. Ironically or not, when you get down to it, these often Democrat-run cities have done nothing to help. If black people left these areas, abandoned the ghettos entirely, and set up a new community in Republican cities or towns with school choice and taught family values that kept people together, these problems, I believe, would eventually disappear. And I believe if there is one thing that is not taught, especially in these areas, are the empowering histories of Black people, what Black people wanted as citizens, and how to be what so clearly Democrats want to destroy. Educated, not just the crap in public schools right now. Empowered, proud, culturally distinct, because our melting pot society should be celebrated. And safe which cities definitely aren't right now, especially for Black people. Everyone who is white is racist. No, no, they aren't. No one should have to suffer because of their ancestors' crimes. And two, this assumes that there is never a white person against slavery or racism. Sorry, Underground Railroad, Abraham Lincoln, Founding Fathers, several liberty activists from the 60s, you too are racist. To say that every white person is racist says that it doesn't matter what happened in history, what happens right now, and what happens in the future. White people will never be free of their bigotries and prejudices. I guess white people should never have even tried. Bad, Lincoln. You were a racist. How dare you believe all Americans deserved equal rights and freed them based on that. Racist, racist, racist. Bad, Martin Luther King Jr. You may have been black, but to say people should be judged on their character and not their skin color. That's racist and white ideology. You've been brainwashed. If you believe current politicians, black people aren't free even now. You're still slaves. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Saying that everyone who is white is racist is racist. Why? Because defining people by their skin color and actively punishing that race for their skin color is literally the definition of racism. Don't believe me? Look on Fox News, The Federalist, The Daily Wire. Schools are forcing children who are white to apologize for their whiteness, to read books where they are depicted as the devil himself for being white. And one hospital is going to decide who to help based on their skin color, regardless of severity. Some colleges are starting to segregate students based on skin color. And I also recently learned that a public school, an elementary public school, 
had started to segregate their students into white and black classes. And I think the principal was actually a black person as well. Now, let me ask you this, what defines as white? How do these master overlords choose who is white enough to be racist? Because I, I don't know about you, but I have a pretty varied genetic heritage. My husband, and consequently my children, even more so. Is my husband, who has strong amounts of Mexican, Native American, British, Spanish, Scottish, and like 20 other genetic heritage, white or minority? Or ooh, is he both? Since he shares ethnic and Aryan bloodlines, does that mean he is both the oppressed and oppressor? Is he both a racist and a victim of racism? Do you see the problem with this generalization? At any time, defining someone by the color of their skin strips them of their cultural heritage, their individuality, and their free choice. Because as defined by whiteness, people don't have a choice to be racist. They just are. I grew up believing that there is no distinction between the freedoms of American people. I did believe and think it was really cool that black people had their own culture. I watched Eddie Murphy, Whoopi Goldberg, Queen Latifah, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, Morgan Freeman, Danny Glover, Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Tucker, and tons of others on television as a normal part of every day. There was no diversity movie night. It was just movie night, every night. It was who we wanted to see, and I never saw or was taught that I should see these people differently, except as awesome actors and actresses. When I learned history, I was shocked about how Black people were treated, but I also learned that equality is never silent, and that truth, justice, and the American way would always reign supreme. I believe that it wasn't a bad thing to know that there is a difference between cultures, that those things should be respected, valued, and considered what makes America so great. Now, though, it's considered racist to even talk about another race as anything other than victims. And this, I can't stand in the least, because it spits in the face of great men like Martin Luther King Jr. And it spits in the face of any black person who has achieved success, including the actors listed above. It's saying that who they are, what they have done, was at best a fluke, or worse, allowed by the white people. It's saying that it doesn't matter who these black people are, their accomplishments, their successes, their influence on people's lives, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that they are black. It strips every single black person of their personal individuality. It says, just as the liberals define with white people, that black people will never escape from their heritage. It says it doesn't matter how long ago their ancestors were slaves, black people are still slaves. They are still powerless victims. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to spit in the face of history. I refuse to be defined by my skin color, and I refuse to define others by theirs. I will continue to judge people based on their character, their spirit, their talent, their abilities, and their strength of will against adversity. I will regard history as nothing but the stepping stones to freedom and equality of progress and enlightenment. I will, and I will not step back into a revisionist history where I am labeled as nothing better than the devil himself, a slave owner, or a white supremacist, because I am not. I am American, a true American. I will forever hold to my heart that equality and rights are our God-given inalienable rights as human beings, and I cannot, will not, 
be stripped away by a tyrannical government. I'll forever praise and value the American melting pot, and instead of shying away from the differences, I will embrace them. I'll forever understand that true community is formed not on fear, not on bigotry, but freedom and understanding. Now, I could juxtapose all this, but instead I will give you the words of the great Martin Luther King Jr., who believed not that the Constitution was flawed, but the people who had changed it to their wants and desires. I want you to consider these words and consider now these times where the BLM movement seeks to destroy the Constitution and its fundamentals, where Marxism seeks to eliminate the truth of what our country was created for and alienate the American people from the fundamental truth. Martin Luther King Jr. says, Five score years ago, a great American, in whose symbolic shadow we stand today, signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of slaves who had been scared in the flames of withering injustice. In a sense, we have come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deed. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must ever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the black community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. End quote. I've got to say, I've never read that speech all the way through until now, but it is amazing. Look, I get that there is anger in the world, but as MLK says, we must not allow ourselves to let hate rule our lives. Our Constitution sought for the freedom of all people, and it was people, not the foundations of our Republic, that changed it during that dark period in our history. I don't want to strip away our history, to ignore the dark parts of our time. I want to embrace it. Because in embracing our past, we do not repeat it. We celebrate the victories, we remember the tragedies, so we can seek for a better, brighter future. I say this and I want to point out that all cultures and history should be explored and understood. White people were not the only ones who had slaves, who violated civil liberties. To ignore that fact is just insane. It's even more insane to ignore the problems of today. To ignore Cuba, Venezuela, China, Russia, and North Korea is a mockery of our republic. The Democrats have created problems literally and figuratively. They've been a master orchestrator at getting people roused up about problems and issues that either don't matter or were caused by them. 
They don't want us to understand and know our Constitution, to understand our republic and what it stands for, because they seek to destroy it. They want socialism, Marxism, and heaven forbid, communism in our great country to replace our republic. They have twiddled their fingers like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, curtailing us to the real problems of the world. We know what the solutions are. We know how to fix the inherent problems of our country. But as long as we allow Democrats to play a veil over our, our, over our eyes, to let them take our focus from the real problems we face, we stand to lose everything. Their play is right now, and it has been a long game. As long as we stay pl blind to the true injustices, we cannot be the great America of the past, and we stand to be next. Should we tell the Cubans to stop their push in communism in their country because we want what they have? Is that really who we are as a people now? Did we stop Hitler's regime to become it anyway? Think on these things, please. That's it for now. I am the conservative woman. If you'd like, check out my website, conservative-woman.com.